In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Romans 8.26 The Apostle Paul was writing to a tried and afflicted people. They were worn out and heavy laden. Suffering under the vestiges of this present time, subjected to futility and bondage to decay and groaning inwardly, they were left in their weakness. They were in a place where they did not even know for what to pray. And so Paul writes these gracious, life-giving words to lift their eyes to see the rivers of comfort flowing right nearby. It is good to see, once again, in the midst of the sufferings of these present times, that which God has in store for you. A glory that cannot even be compared, a freedom that cannot be comprehended, a future for which we eagerly await, a citizenship in heaven adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies, all ours in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The Lord, through the Holy Spirit, helps us in our weakness. That which the world cannot give, God gives. The world rages on, threatening us in each present moment to take away the peace which surpasses all understanding, and indeed, The sufferings of this present time, they are heavy and landing hard punches. Paul says of his day, The sufferings of this present time aren't worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Luther said of his day, The world is now so full of unfaithfulness and shame and misery. Because everyone wants to be their own Lord, to be free from all authority, and to care nothing for anyone, and to do whatever they please, both young and old, all together, they are all wild and unruly, no sense of modesty or honor, but they only defame and disparage one another in any way possible. In every generation, the sufferings of these present times seem unbearable leaving in its tracks troubled hearts and minds, sure signs that we are living also in these present times of which Paul speaks and of which Luther laments. There is nothing new under the sun. We are apprehensive and There is, once again, this foreboding sense in the air, just as there was for the earliest Christians in Paul's day, for the Christians in Luther's day. And so Paul points them and us all to a moment of clarity as we look upon this troubled creation through our many screens and newspapers. Paul reminds us that the creation is subjected to futility. Foolishness, emptiness. This creation, along with these present times, they 
they are enslaved to nothingness. Paul does not want you to be caught unaware or blinded by idolatry of the world around you. The creation, he says, it's in bondage to decay. It will not last. It will all fall crumble, if not today, then on the last day, where all the futility of creation is heading. The creation is a vapor, a mist, uh, all here today and gone tomorrow, and therefore the things of this world and the creation of man, they are certainly no place for your heart to rest. St. Peter reminds us in Second Peter 3, do not overlook this fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. The world would have you overlook this fact that it is subjected to futility, and it's heading towards annihilation. It does not want you to see its vanity, and tries to strip every comfort from your eyes, the first of which is the true comfort of God's sure and certain word the gushing river of water flowing nearby you in Christ Jesus, your Savior, all the day long. And the world would also have you overlook this, the patience of the Lord that runs so very deep that with him one day is like a thousand years and yet a thousand years is like one day. Do not overlook this. St. Peter proclaims that the Lord Jesus is patient and his rule over the creation endures throughout all generations. When a father or mother is struck with unfortunate news, let's say for their child, what happens to the parent? Well, they're immediately thrown into the sufferings of this present time, running to find solutions, secure answers, the elusive peace that never seems to come. And with every step, they're hit. At every side, they're struck by the sufferings of this present time, hurled into great sufferings. They step into every doctor's visit, every fearful conversation, every late night and loss of sleep. Did the parent wish this on themselves? Well, no, of course not. They wish the suffering would have never come, but the parent, they can't do anything else, and they cannot have it any other way, because you'll do anything for your children's good, even if it means, means taking on a thousand different devils and demons. One night after another after another. It is the battle of living in these most difficult present times. But during the struggle and the strife, during 
all of the sufferings of this present age, the parent finds themselves overlooking so many things, including the patience and the long-suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is right alongside them. The one who bears all things, holds all things, endures all things. Do not overlook this, beloved, that the Lord Jesus He's patient with you and with this creation, with all suffering. He's far more patient than you are. His patience, it is marked by suffering for you and alongside with you in a way that endures through all trying times. For to be patient means to be willing to suffer for a long, long time for the good of another. And the Lord Jesus certainly shows us what it means to suffer, what it looks like to be patient. Cast your eyes upon him in his blessed cross. See the suffering he endured, him waiting, ever patient as can be, who in painful expectation longs and waits with eager expectation, yet in weakness and in suffering for the glory of God to come. The glory of God to be revealed. The redemption of his body. Life everlasting. Jesus Christ, your Savior, suffered in the most enduring of ways and now lives to endure through your suffering, through your many dangers, toils, and snares, right alongside you and right alongside this lost and decaying world. Do not overlook this fact, beloved, that one day to him is like a thousand years. He's not shaken by any of what your eyes now see. He knows the sufferings of this creation can hit you so deeply and so quickly that you lose sight of him. And by your own blindness and by your obsession with this world, you are left groaning inwardly all the day long. Like those who have gone before us in the faith, we show ourselves to be weak, so weak that we do not even know for what to pray for as we ought. And so Jesus who loves to help us in our weaknesses, has given to us the Holy Spirit. In your baptism, he poured out his Spirit upon you, and the Spirit helps you in your great weakness and suffering. He prays on your behalf with groanings too deep for words. When we do not know what to pray, the Spirit prays for us. And the groanings of the Spirit who prays on our behalf offers up prayers with groanings too deep for words. But we do know one word that the Spirit prays, that the Spirit offers up for you in your weaknesses. Abba, Father. For you did, not, you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. If you find it impossible to pray, hide behind the Lord and plead with him to pray for you in your stead. And if you're too tired to talk to him, 
then simply rest right beside him for a time. You don't need to talk. You don't need the words. You don't need to know what today will bring or tomorrow or when the end will come. Jesus knows, and he is ever patient with you and with this world. So cling to this promise, dear saints at Trinity, that all the sufferings of this present time, they are not worth comparing with the glory that will soon be revealed to you. And the day is coming when all of creation will finally be set free from its bondage to decay and obtain freedom. True freedom of the glory of the children of God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.